a sector that saw substantial growth while many of us were working from home. Video games, right? And joining me now to discuss the details in this industry, let's welcome in Michael Pachter, Managing Director, Equity Research Analyst over at Wedbush Securities. Thanks, Michael, for being here. We saw an uptick, obviously. Gaming, gaming, gaming during the pandemic. I mean, not a surprise as people were locked home. Um, nowhere to go, right? Nothing to do. Gaming was hot. And it's always been a hot topic anyhow of late. So as the cities now begin to reopen, now what? Do we expect growth or pullbacks? Uh, you know, I think that it obviously depends on the company and it depends on the game. But uh, once people are hooked on a game and engaged, they come back. You know, so uh, we're not seeing a meaningful drop off in engagement. Uh, people are still playing games upwards of an hour a day, and there are hardcore gamers playing much longer. Uh, I'm not so sure that all of us are going to return to work to the same extent that we did in the past. Um, many, many firms are doing modified work weeks three days a week. And I actually think the biggest gains probably came from stay-at-home people, uh, non-working you know, people, young people. Um, so I think the guys who have the most to lose are probably the one, the game companies that cater to young people that are in you know, elementary school and, and uh, middle school. So a Roblox, they saw a, a tick down in engagement because kids went back to school. Uh, they're obviously going to be fine during the summer, and we'll see what happens in the fall. The other guys picked up some gamers that are just not going away. Um, they, they got new players. They got lapsed players, and those people are here to stay. Uh, the ones who may play less are the ones who are playing all along and, and increase their activity. But I think you just see slowing growth, but still upward. Growth is still 3 to 5% instead of the 15 we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, I think you're mentioning, and I think it's worthwhile to talk about the different demographics, right? I mean, as you talk about the young school-age kids that like something like Roblox and others that are at home and older, right, and have a lot of games. Now, when you look at the specific names within the video game group, I'm sure that comes to mind, right, as you see the different demographics. Maybe some people go back to work or back to school. So you have names in the ETF that in the gamer ETF, that's a way to get into gaming overall, right? And have that as an investment. I'm sure there's names within that ETF that shine in your opinion. Yeah, the, I mean, the ETF obviously spreads the risk of any one company underperforming across, you know, dozens of companies and uh, obviously mitigates uh, the benefit or, or minimizes the benefit of one company going way up like a GameStop, you know, because GameStop obviously went up far more than the gamer ETF went up uh, and GameStop grew to be <coughs> Giant piece of the portfolio, bless you. Um, but but you know, I think if somebody wants exposure to the sector, they can play both the content guys and the uh, and the delivery platform tech guys. So Gamer gives access to companies like Unity that you otherwise wouldn't think of, you know, as as a gaming company, and then even companies like Microsoft that clearly have other businesses, but but are pretty heavily into gaming. Um, so if you want to kind of avoid content risk and not worry about whether somebody's going have a hit or not, this is a really good way to play it. And we've seen acquisitions happening and mobile is on the rise. Are there some trends that you're watching closely that you think can be beneficial to investors or maybe the uh, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd say it's des desperation more than anything. Uh, you had a lot of companies make a lot of money over the last, you know, 
five or six years. Uh, Take Two, you know, made money from the day they launched Grand Theft Auto V, which was 2013, and really hadn't been very acquisitive. And so they've they've recently been making some acquisitions. EA's been sitting on you know upwards of three billion dollars for the last five or six years. They've been crazy in the acquisition market. Uh, Microsoft was sitting on a ton of cash. They bought a bunch of studios, including Bethesda. So you're seeing kind of a feeding frenzy uh, buying up gaming properties. And I don't think that's going to subside anytime soon. So you should probably see an acquisition premium built into some of the smaller guys. That's that's certainly what happened with Glue. You know, Glue Mobile was part of the gamer portfolio, got bought by EA. Codemasters is part of the portfolio, got bought by uh, EA as well. Um, so you're going to see opportunities. Um, there are still some assets to buy, like Warner Brothers uh, Interactive has really great games. They make Mortal Kombat. They make the Batman right. game. Um, so those assets are probably going to be for sale because AT&T and Discovery don't seem to know what to do with games. Uh, yeah, right. Well, they've been moving those along over. Um, tell me about GameStop. Obviously, it's been part of the meme, trading frenzy names. The company itself has been transitioning from traditional consoles and games that you go buy and trying to become more digital. It's a name in there. What are your views on this stock and company? I have a sell rating and a $50 price target. So clearly, either I'm just the dumbest guy on the planet, and it's possible that that's true, or uh, people understand something I just don't get and never will. So, you know, I, I think that people are giving, investors are giving uh, Ryan Cohen a lot of credit for converting GameStop in, or transforming GameStop into something like Chewy. And he, he did reinvent the pet food business at Chewy and to great success. Um, I'm just not sure that we consume games the same way our dogs consume pet food. And I'm not sure we can pack the game basket with things like collars and leashes and, and toys and treats the way we can, or pet meds, the way we can at Chewy. Um, so I think people are giving him way too much credit. A uh, $200 price, which is where the stock is right now, implies that they're going to make something like $10 a share someday. Um, that's $600 million of profit, $700 million of profit on $5 billion of sales. Um, they would have to have record margins for a retailer. Uh, I can't think of a, of a retailer that has north of, you know, has double digit operating margins. And it would require something close to 15% for GameStop to justify this price. So clearly the Reddit Raiders know something I don't, and they're trading on that. And when, when they discover wow. what it is, they can share it with me. Well, I, I mean, just knowing what the numbers are, what they earn for, you know, earnings per share and revenue and growth projections, I mean, you're, it's fair for you to say that over $200 may be a little frothy, to say the least, for a name like That's GameStop. Frothy. Michael, it's great to chat with you. We love when you come on the show, Thank particularly you, for a very hot topic like these uh, games that people love, love, love to play. Michael Pachter, Managing Director, Equity Research Analyst at Wedbush Securities.